Hello, and welcome to River Do's and River Don'ts, the Riverdale Rewatch Podcast. We first take you through the episode with a sometimes brief uh, summary. <laughs> They're I've, only I've, getting longer from here on out, folks. It's, it's what I feel is the correct way to a sometimes brief summary. And then our uh, three segments, River Do's, what we loved about the show, what we the, the moment that we really liked, the River Don't, what didn't work for us about this episode, and then our weekly weird, the thing that was un- uniquely Riverdalian, that gave it that little zhuzh. I'm so willing to bet that we all have the same one this week, because there was one Points thing- for zhuzh by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's something particularly weird Riverdalian this, this one, yeah. Uh, uh, this week, we'll be discussing Chapter 19, Death Proof, which was directed by Maggie Kelly and written by Tessa Lee Williams and Arabella Anderson. I'm Kat Cool. I'm Quinn Wilson. And I'm Rob Smith. I do want to take a moment to point out before we jump into things. This is the third episode in a row with a writer or director who's got an AA first name, last name, alliteration. Fuck! Cat, this is why it's getting so weirdly comic booky. Comic book characters are right. goddamn We've writing and directing these things Allison now. Anders, huh? Aaron Allen, and Arabella Anderson. Wow. Wow. So weird. Put that yeah. one in your thinking caps. Or don't, because this <laughs> show didn't. Riverdale, Riverdale is the incursion point of a comic book reality into our reality. That's bad. We d- we we shouldn't encourage this behavior. <clears throat> but we are. We're making a podcast that's going to make people watch the show, and we're watching the show for the podcast. We are literally part of this oh, problem. No. And my name's like I said, cool. I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Stop it, though. <sighs> All right, let's get fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> We begin with the morning after with Jughead and Tony. And Tony informs him that it wasn't that big a deal what happened. It was some PG-13 fun. <laughs> and he's suitably deflated and I liked I it a lot. I loved that. It made me really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he was too cocksure and proud of himself. And she's like, oh, no, yep. kid. Oh, you sweet summer child. He also just broke up You are up not with aware Betty. of how many bases uh-huh. there are. Are you, Jughead? Yeah. Well, but... There are more bases than that. <laughs> but also, I... like, in in her thing, I, she's such a good, like, friend to him. It's very darling. She's like, also, you just broke up with that girl. And, you know, I'm not going to be a rainbound, so get your shit together. Yeah. No, good, I know. Good self-respect. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and for Jughead as well. Everything about Tony in this scene... I love. Everything. I, I love. I Good love. Stuff. I love. We're she, dancing like, around the best part. I well, yeah, because she. Well, we actually get that after a couple cuts. Oh, really? Um. Okay. Then the, we'll we'll the save canonization it. Canonization we'll, of. We'll yeah, save for the moment. Indeed. We cut to Betty running to Nikki's hotel, and he's still alive. And she warns Nick, which seems a bit of a walk back, like from what we were at at the end of the last episode, which I liked, but. It seems as though we're doing this just to put Sheriff Keller and Betty in the same room, is my feeling. Mm. It feels a little inconsistent, and it seems like a kind of coincidence that they both kind of show up at the same time. Yeah. But 
Black Hood reveals that Nikki is not one of Riverdale's sons, so he is safe from his judgment. But the righteous harvest will probably continue if she doesn't keep playing his games. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want us all to make an important note now and say that all of your sins that take place outside the bounds of Riverdale do not count. Those are free sins, so <laughs> take them while you can. Something yeah. this this disappointed me cuz what I had been hoping was going to happen was the Black Hood was going to be like all I wanted was a name. I wasn't going to do anything. You're bad. <laughs> You're just like me. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's I when I when I saw that Nick was yeah. alive that was yeah, what I wanted yeah. too, but ah oh well. well, okay, writers. <laughs> but again, I don't know why I keep trusting this show. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, we're watching it. I wish I could. It's quit so you. compelling, is the problem, <laughs> guys. Cheryl's um, in it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. For for me, it's like it's like. Cheryl and they're Jughead, and FP yeah. and Fred, Tony. like they're just these people that I have to keep watching to see. Sometimes what they the do. pussycats are in it, you know. Indeed, sometimes great. you join a gang by screaming rules, <laughs> 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 and then putting uh, your hand on a snake. <laughs> snake knife, by the way, the name of my high school oh. punk band. Um, I'm just saying. There's things to love about this show. Tight plotting, not one of them. No. No. Undisciplined, as I as I said. They shoot from the hip. Black Hood, though, explains to Betty that the willingness to judge and condemn that she showed means she's ready for the next step. Bum bum bum. She's gonna turn into such a beautiful butterfly. The end of all these steps. Penelope engages in some fucking grotesque victim blaming. Mm. Yeah. Like that that made me ill. Oh yeah, it was uh, disgusting. I felt like Cheryl maybe had another house fire to start yeah. at this point. Cheryl is utterly defeated in this scene and it is harrowing to watch. And oh, it yeah. was part of the last episode we talked about how the show was handling this subject matter well and this was me thinking that it was continuing to handle it well um because mm -hmm. this, this happens. happens this happens yeah. to you and uh like them showing you cheryl being devastated and devastated. withdrawn and like um disassociative is like you're doing the right stuff uh and mm -hmm. keeping us on her side and showing the ways that everybody's shitty yeah 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 so after that kick in the fruit stand, we cut back to Jughead's place where we determine that Tony is canonically bi in the show and kind of more into girls. So we can sort of unclench on that. We were worried that maybe oh, they weren't going to do that and they did. Uh -huh. Yay, finally. I... Yay. Thank God. Because like there was room for them to not yeah. do it. And they did. But they did. Yeah. She was like, I prefer and... girls typically. And it's like, oh, how yep. nice. Yep. Nice. God bless her. Turns out bisexual people who have a level of preference for like a gender expression over another don't just that doesn't mean you're straight or you're just gay. It's not the same no. thing. Yeah. Your bisexuality is valid. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We got one. <laughs> yeah. We got one right? one explicit one. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Like I said, it was a sigh of relief yeah. moment. Yeah, it was they, just, they didn't oh, fuck it goodness. up, thank God. And I, based on what I know about Tony from the comics, 
from what Katz told me, were inching closer and closer to her just threatening to steal girlfriends. So... <laughs> what if it happens? Mm-hmm. What if she's just like Archie Andrews? If you keep if you putting don't stop guns fucking this up. In if you toilets. keep putting guns in toilets, I'm going to steal your girlfriend. I'm going to steal your girlfriend. Because you can't keep giving speeches about how you're going to strangle people to death and expect her to stay around. <laughs> okay, Archie, look, I know that Veronica likes attention, but I imagine she likes coming too. <laughs> so, so you better look out. That's what I wanted from this show now. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, Betty tells Archie that she's just done with Black Hood and that she has warned Polly and the folks at the farm that she's staying at. And of goddamn course, they see Jughead with Tony. Yeah, of course. Alice is hosting a shame party at her house to gloat about how Betty didn't do drugs and try to do what... And basically, she's just trying to do whatever she can um, to hurt all the other kids. That was such a confusing introduction to a scene where she's like i'm glad all you harlots and sinners are here in my house now <laughs> guys how did how did it she was... invite them like really think about like what, she what on earth could have possessed them to accept this invitation well when like... alice cooper invites you to a tupperware party you do not decline the invitation but like really was it like Come to my thing, my any number one of the, a various pyramid scheme type of thing, so that I can sell you a thing. Is it a I have made a great excess of some sort of food? Is it a like how? Yeah, maybe maybe she just makes the meanest casserole in Riverdale. I don't know. It makes yeah. I mean, she probably. Sorry, guys, I made too many floggings. I need to dispense some extra ones. Yeah, it was it was a weird Because it's like, I could buy if it were all the adults. I could buy that. But, but it was it, also or, the kids. But it's also the kids. Weird it's time for Bible hell. study. Yeah, <laughs> no, no sense. There's none. Yeah, it, it, was, it was odd. But okay, writers, sure. Granted, if we got all of them into this situation, maybe this is how it would unfold. (laughs) Maybe. Hiram's straight up ready to go to war with Alice. And he's also ready to take advantage of this mess with the South Side. Like, he's really being Hiram. (laughs) I mean, he the only thing he hasn't done is try to um, excuse himself because the Montenegro Diamond Exchange (laughs) is about to go on the clock. (laughs) Shit. The Jingle Jangle High apparently gives credibility problems to witnesses, which... Stays in your system for three days. Which is not a... And also makes... It's not how drugs work. Makes the rule that Black Hood had about not killing people who weren't from Riverdale more unfortunate than ever, because it's looking like Nikki's probably going to get away with this shit. Okay, also, hold the fuck on. (laughs) Excuse me as I point out this plot hole, but Grundy was from, like, Illinois or something. But she, she was yeah, in Riverdale yeah. for like five minutes, and then she moved to Greendale. <laughs> one assumes she was not one of Riverdale's sons, right? But I guess maybe ever having a residence there, uh, but not a hotel. Yeah, crucially, no. <laughs> you I have mean, to rent an apartment, not a hotel. Oh boy, more arcane Byzantine Riverdale laws. I, I'm just saying. 
Get your you shit together, to, Black Hood. Here's what it is. To be under Black Hood's jurisdiction, your place of re- residence has to be fungible for Northside police. <laughs> it, if it's just a hotel, it's not it good enough. It is fascinating because, like, what reason does he have to attack, like, m- Moose and, you know, like, those poor kids? They were doing drugs. I guess, mm. but, like... Yeesh. They're doing drugs and necking. He's a he's a puritanical psycho yeah. monster. Like it's fairly clear. Yeah. yeah. So we meet a new English teacher. Not a new English teacher. The same English teacher. We catch up with Cuff. Got to reach these kids. Except there's no point because they're all horrible, and I'm not going to try. Right. English teacher. They do start this scene with him saying, "Now remember my ground rules, kid. And no drugs and no gangs. Yep. Wink. Yep. Wink. He says he likes Jughead's <laughs> article." And totally knows that Jughead is in the Serpents now. So, womp womp. You think I couldn't tell from that clear brass knuckle wound on your face? The conspicuously minor brass knuckle wound that is the signature of the Serpent Initiation. Yeah. Yeah. The Serpent's Kiss, they call it, Rob. (laughs) Of course they do. Archie gives Jughead an urgent text from outside to warn of Mayor McCoy's imminent raid. Yeah, sure. Oh, uh-huh. um, a, a raid. So, um, yep. Yeah. I this a couple episodes back I was talking about the building of like horrendous fascist overtones. Yeah, this. Here we go. Also, this thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to say the Alice cancer is spreading. It's spreading and also when they had the exchange over at the Tupperware party Bible study thing where they talk about everyone having done jingle jangle, Mayor McCoy looks at Josie and she's like you put that stuff in your system after your father's struggles with addiction? Ugh. And it's like, that I was not so hot on. No, it sucked. <laughs> because like... Well, I mean, that family dynamic has been a trash fire from go. Well, the family dynamic is bad, but also like, it hurts that they were being that stereotypical. Yeah. Of like, the jazz musician, like the black jazz musician who had like a drug addiction problem. It, it didn't feel good in no. terms of like it didn't stereotyping, really add anything. it was just like here's a stereotype. It you felt didn't like need. a low blow for no reason. Yeah, and then Mayor McCoy just can from that. That's enough for this not at all corrupt mayor to go. We are now raiding a school, a school, and Sweet Pea and Tony both get got. Yeah, yeah they've been put in the clink. Crazy. Veronica tells Kevin about Nick's attempted assault on her. Veronica doesn't want Hiram to know, and like that sort of sets up the kind of response that we can expect from him, I think. Betty tries to apologize, and it super doesn't work. They're like, get the fuck out. Yeah. So there's repercussions. So apparently, Betty has now changed her ringtone off of the lollipop song, mm-hmm. and Black Hood wants to have Betty help him find... <laughs> The Sugar Man. <laughs> the Sugar Man. A apparently mythical drug dealer who Clifford Blossom used to supply. Yeah, um, there was a, I believe a horror movie that came out called The Bye Bye Man. Oh. And this is at, about as good a name <laughs> for someone who is going to be doing creepy, horrible things. I didn't not immediately think of the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, God, the don't sugar think man. his name. The Sugar Man will come. <laughs> yeah. They want to find the Sugar Man. And 
Rob, you said last episode that you had admiration for the ability of these actors to maintain like a serious professional veneer while shouting the serpent <laughs> rules at each other. Everyone yeah. in this episode deserves a fucking Emmy for delivering so many sugar man lines with a straight face. Yeah, the the poker face is strong in this cast. Because good fucking God. And they say it 900 times <laughs> they in this will episode. Not it is clear that the person forget. who wrote this script thought that it was badass. No, 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 no. You don't get it. The sugar man <laughs> still means nothing to me. No. Sugar man. Like, because pixie uh, sticks are like sugar, and that's where they're selling the sugar man. No. Yeah, because he was the sugar man when this world was young, though, as we learned. Yes, so, since like, the dawn of time, uh, a, a, there has been the sun, it an, it and a, there has been the sugar man. Title. It is a mantle passed from generation to generation. Uh, it's real dumb. Archie wants Jughead to tell Mayor McCoy that the serpents don't deal drugs, but Jughead uh, doesn't feel that it's likely she'll listen to that and believe him, which I think is fair. Yeah, Jughead levels a completely fair criticism of like, uh, she raided the school for nothing. <laughs> Let's just talk to this completely unreasonable authority figure who just abused her power. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'll get it. Um, I'm sorry. She's turned her back on F.P. Jones and Pop Tate, so I don't know what to expect from her at this point. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Remember this moment. Jughead. <laughs> uh, oh, Cheryl literally says that she's compartmentalizing and knows right away that Betty is up to something. And Cheryl does not believe in the sugar man because to her, that is a boogeyman that she was told stories about. <laughs> Betty's like, what? Well, I have no idea what that means. Please tell me more. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, I do think it's important that we point out that before this, she talked to Sheriff Keller mm. about the sugar man. She's like, first of all, He's being irresponsible because she walks up to him and he's like, oh, no, my shift's over. He's wearing his police uniform. He's not in his civilian clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. But he's like, I'm not on the clock. This is just casual. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. This is casual Sheriff Keller. Guys, Can't you they tell? Gave him, they gave him one outfit. That's they it. They gave him the one. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, fine, I'll answer one and question. And for some reason, also the job that goes with the outfit. <laughs> Right. Um, the evidence for why that decision was made is, <laughs> I assume, still forthcoming. Uh -huh. well, he sucks, and, guys. Uh, he sucks so bad. Yeah, Betty good. asks, like, what do you know about the sugar man? And he's like, Psh, I know the sugar man. You know the sugar man. He's gone by many names. A fudge boy, sticky fingers, <laughs> long tooth, double knuckles. <laughs> Nyarlathotep. <laughs> also... <laughs> Clifford Blossom. Oh, yeah, that guy. Which is what leads her to Cheryl. And she's like, was your dad the sugar sooth? Like, <laughs> of, of course, of course not. That's a story from a picture book. And she's like, like what <laughs> fucking picture book, Cheryl? Fuck Cheryl? This is, this is an odd scene. I, isn't I she casually say, reading a odd. book while lounging in the sun? Yes. She is. And, and she's not, like, she also yeah. has both sunglasses and a sun hat while, like, Cheryl, you don't need all of those things. And 
you don't really need those sunglasses while re- Cheryl. And like, it looks <laughs> There's overcast. a lot happening. <laughs> yes, it is. And she's like, <laughs> I mean, back ben, ben behind like an umbrella near trees. Like, there is very much happening. You, you so <laughs> don't need that much protection. <laughs> no, I really love her. Yeah, it's it's great. You think that any of that is for its function? I think you're missing yeah, the point. Well, no, I caught yeah. it. She does look fantastic. But she's like a child superstition. <laughs> Just such a good this response. This sugar man. <laughs> such such a good haughty disdain. When, you, when you're not expecting it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, uh, what the fuck is this? Like, what? 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 Uh, yeah, uh. Betty does you a pretty good job of not not letting that that show. <laughs> she doesn't let it get her down. <laughs> so Archie has community service, which is pretty light, all things considered. Like that could have gone worse for Archie. Fred wants to make sure that Jughead is okay, and like this whole thing reminds him of his friendship with FP, which is like sad and good i liked that touch a lot um just yeah he's a good guy and he cares about his friend and he cares about his son i did also have to bring attention to the incredibly dadly line when he's like you put that trash in your body you're gonna have to go in the park and pick up some trash and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you got the logic on lock on that one bud (laughs) It's just beyond reproach. I am bound by the strength of your metaphor. You burn me good, Dad. Uh, but then Point he does like you. actually check in on Jughead and like he cares about his kid. Yeah. Um, and his friends, and, and it's just all too familiar. Mm-hmm. Tallboy wishes to parlay with the Ghoulies in their headquarters, which is called, I believe, the House <laughs> of the Dead. Good job. Did you imagine? Rob, that a year ago you might say with a relatively straight face, Tallboy wished to parlay with the <laughs> ghoulies in their headquarters, which I believe is called the House of the Dead. Because I didn't. <laughs> that was on nobody's bingo card. <laughs> oh, Riverdale. <laughs> So so that's happening, and let's um, let's meet the ghoulies leader Malachi, who is just a lot. He is he certainly is what I can only imagine. Excusing like not excusing, but like not minding the actor's disgusting, horrible personal track record. But I imagine that the casting notice for that said, "quote a Johnny Depp type." Because he looks like unwashed Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, he looks type. like a young yeah. Johnny Depp, like rolled in rolled trash. in trash. <laughs> yeah, got like put on a giant spike bracelet. Bless his heart. I have a fun game I'd like to play, and that's how many onk tattoos do you think this guy has? <laughs> Did you count, Quinn? I did not count, but okay. how many do you think well, you have he to, has? It's a non-zero number. Yeah, whatever you're, 100%. whatever you're thinking, you have to add one for the donk. <laughs> oh god! But it's called god. the House of the Dead. He exudes like okay. slimy uh, patchouli smell, though. Oh, he definitely smells like patchouli. Yeah, yeah. the ghoulies are a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's a really interesting brand. I. 
am enamored by it personally. <laughs> There's, it's very busy <laughs> in a way that the serpents so are not. Like no. the serpents no. are very much just like okay, let's take some stuff from like the Sons of Anarchy playbook, like <laughs> leather. Yeah, we're, like we're a biker gang, but it, it keeps getting weird, weirder from here, and we'll touch on that soon. But their base is called the House of the Dead. They deal a drug called Jingle Jangle. Um, I mean, their aesthetic is that they are the extras in Rob Zombie music. Right, like, <laughs> they are repping the theme gang thing really well. Yes. So well, in fact, that I'm only a little sad that there's not a horny fish uh-huh. man. <laughs> I'm still pretty sad that, that I'm... we we still, I mean, we we can't be sure, but there isn't an obvious wolf man. There isn't an obvious wolf man, no. but I can assure you, much as serpent initiation involves reaching into a tank with a snake on it to grab a knife, this probably involves reaching into a glass case with black nail polish and black <laughs> lipstick and properly adorning your death mask. Real good. Tallboy wants peace with the ghoulies, given that the north side is sort of at war with the south side. And Jughead thinks that that spits on FP's honor, and Tallboy just lays down the law. Like, this is not a negotiable thing. Cheryl looks at a creepy-ass old drawing of her, Jason, and the Sugar Man as a straight-up, like, Babadook figure. It's too much at this point where it's like, you are expecting that at some point there will be a turnaround and a jump scare where there is the Sugar Man in the cupboard. (laughs) Cheryl, why? Like... Uh, she kept it. She kept she it. Kept the drawing. She kept this Important weird, horrible drawing of the Sugar Man. <laughs> Guys, she's very good. Yeah. <laughs> like they're building up this legend that they think they can build up in one episode. That's very dumb. <laughs> but they're, you know, there's literally they're in blood stepped so far that to go back were as dangerous as go or like it's not good. There's literally nothing going for the sugar man. <laughs> like there's nothing that lends it strength or like the only thing. I there... mean, he has a buzzworthy name. See this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we do have a pretty bad case of hashtag sugar mania. Um... <laughs> How dare you? Um, But, like, the only thing we've got going here is, like, the weight of the threat from the Black Mask. And it's like, when you hear the sentence, the Black Mask wants to murder the Sugar Man, (laughs) you need to, like, reconsider what you're doing with your show. Why? I assume that we're talking about an axe cop. Yeah, it just makes me go, why don't they have a superhero yet? Right? They should yeah. have one. Yeah. 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 At this point, why the fuck yeah. not? Like, if Malachi were to be killed in the street race and then just rise <laughs> because he's a zombie, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that was a thing. Sheriff Keller thinks the Sugar Man was Cliff Blossom and that Jingle Jangle is a result from the power vacuum that he left when he died, which kind of an reasonable theory since things have changed so much but like again it's sheriff keller so i'm sure it's wrong sheriff keller why don't you do your job he doesn't know <laughs> how he didn't go to school for that oh, no, nobody oh told him. okay 
Sure. Like they gave him the one outfit. day he was at a costume party yeah. and he was dressed as a sheriff. And, then, and Mayor McCoy like, it was got like, awkward and you look good and, in that. And people started assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, people started assuming that he was the sheriff, and for some reason, because he wanted to feel good about himself, like he let that slide oh, like once. One day, he and then took it just on became the... a tangled web. <laughs> at one point, he took on the affectation of like stepping into a room and to announce his presence. He would say. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and then and everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Here's your office. Here's the string that you'll need for your murder board. Our, our previous sheriff was murdered by the sugar man. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yeah. He's, he's awful at his job. It's hilarious. Veronica talks to Betty again and wants to know what the fuck happened. And Betty finally comes clean. And Veronica points out that Betty's guilt over giving Nikki's name to the Black Hood is misplaced. Thank you, television program. Yeah. Yep. This is also this also made me very happy because it I was like, well, it would be very weird for Veronica Lodge to go any amount of time without being like, Betty, what the fuck? No. We're friends mm-hmm. still. And I'm fixing this. And she did it. She did the thing. Yep. I know that there was something more behind what happened because that wasn't you because I know how people work. That's my thing. You, the audience, may not understand Betty's character, but I, (laughs) I, Veronica Lodge, avatar of narrative, (laughs) do. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Veronica Lodge. I, Veronica Lodge, haven't had the chance. I haven't been given my own plots yet. So my characterization remains strong. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Uh, I have not yet been warped by the weight of the world. <laughs> yeah, she she has not been tossed about on the cruel seas of plot so far. God help us all Betty... when she does. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, that might break It'll everything. It would be so sad to like, lose her. <laughs> what do you do when you break Deadpool? Sorkin Pool, I should say. That's her real name. But Betty wants to find the Sugar Man, but doesn't want to give the name what well is it at this Um, point that she outlines her truly elaborate plan to deal with the sugar man of i'll find the sugar man and turn him in to the police (laughs) fuck betty come on that's not how this works that's not how any of this works (sighs) it's like she's like that'll be a real freaking mind freak for black mask huh Jughead tells Archie about the ghoulie takeover, and Archie suggests that really they should go talk to FP, who is known to be able to handle these kinds of problems. And I'm like, what happened? Again, like... Archie did a smart thing. What? One good idea from Archie. (laughs) You get one. (laughs) He gets another tally. It is making a part with a gun. He's... Yeah, by by the way, that for those of you keeping track, that's two out of ten thousand. Still got a long way to climb up, but it's a long way back up the mountain. When I decide I like him again, but good job, you're putting in the work. You got two. That's the tally. (laughs) FP tells Jughead and Archie that ghoulies won't be able to resist a street race because what he says is what he's he for. Oh wait, wait, no! Before that, you're missing something important. Before that. He doesn't initially come out and say that they will not possibly say no to a street race. These two stupid fucking boys can't catch a fucking hint. He says, you catch my Riverdale drift, boys. he said that. He said that. (laughs) 
He said that Alfie though. Alfie Jones is my favorite character on this show. And then he's not even in this season. And he still, but, he, but every time he, he is, shows up, this beautiful just, puppet mm. master. He's also prisoner oh, two four six zero one. Did you guys see that? I did not. Yeah, he is. That's who he is. They just decided to do that. Because <laughs> why the fuck oh, not? This show. <laughs> this show. And <sighs> let me let me say this. FP continues this conversation by saying, "Quote: The ghoulies can't resist. They're souped up hot rods." Dot. Dot. <laughs> dot. And hearses. <laughs> And you're like, what the fuck? Way to bury the fucking lead, ghoulies. I lost my mind. I died. Because I'm like, are you kidding me? They soup up hearses? I was so excited. Yeah. No, I, I want a turbo hearse. That's what I figured we were going to get. I was so amped up. I was I, like, this is the greatest episode. Right. It's like, oh boy, Chekhov's hearse. And, Here it is. And I was 850,000 thousand percent ready for the rob zombie music oh, thing yeah too. and like those things didn't happen and it broke me yeah inside. It's a, how 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 dare they the... look this show's vision that song was in twisted reach. metal three that song was in twisted metal three he will sell you the rights to that song cw oh, i mean rob zombie will sell anything could did they just not afford the hearse? Did they write it and assume that they would be able to, and then they just couldn't afford? And the they're hearse? like, "Oh no, we blew all of our money on our masks budget. We can't afford a hearse." <laughs> Was that you, Jerry? No, nothing. Why does it say we ordered fourteen hundred snake masks? Because <laughs> Jerry's got to get his jingle jangle. Like, good lord. So. Anyway, um, I guess spoiler alert: there's not a fucking hearse at the race. <laughs> there's no hearse in this episode. Don't ask us to explain why we're just as disappointed as you are, listeners. It breaks my heart. I've never been more upset at this show, and this show has done some pretty upsetting things. I really thought Fair. there was going to be a hearse in this one. Because what this show did was the crime of inspiring a glimmer of hope inside of me for something yep. that seems exactly like the kind of thing they would do. It would be the Riverdalest thing. And then just, nope, not today, nope. idiot, you <laughs> fool, you Riverdale dunce. Just Charlie Brown footballed you. I got got and it hurts. So Cheryl confronts Penelope, but she's uncooperative and continues to just be the worst. Like, like maybe in this show full of fucking monsters one of the actually most monstrous people yeah she's just like doggedly avoiding answering any questions and defending clifford blossom into his death at which point like i think i literally questioned like why are you still around like why do you exist yeah how have you not sold all your shit and moved like, away and left your not daughter? from a narrative like... perspective because i understand what she's doing narratively but like fucking penelope what are you doing still being? Yeah, no, it's terrible. If there's ever an opportunity for her to show how little she cares about her daughter, she will attack that opportunity with gusto. Like it's gross. She gaslights the shit out of her, too. She's like, what about the sugar man? And she's like, I never told you any stories about a sugar man. No, she's... She's a ball of garbage. There's community service happening, and Reggie is flirting with Josie. <laughs> He's trying so and hard. And he is flirting so... 
what I'll say, Regilly <laughs> with her. It's wonderful. Oh, he's flexing so hard the whole time. And, and here's the thing. It's so dumb and so combative, and it's working. <laughs> God damn it, It Reggie. is 100% working, folks. Josie, no! <laughs> I would hope she has better so, taste than that, but she I guess doesn't. not. No, no. What a tragedy. Um, Veronica and Betty are using Reggie to look for the sugar man. Maybe he's got a connection because he was selling that JJ. So they, this team yeah, up that happens escapade, is pretty yeah. good. They do an espionage thing. Like they spook a corner dealer hoping that he will run back to the sugar man. <laughs> and of course. <laughs> you know, like when you run back to us, your Yeah, team. like like everyone, yeah. when you get scared, you run back to your sugar man. <laughs> Like when Just you like the story the said, far and it and it drops aggro and tethers back to its spawn. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's how drug dealers. <laughs> Every work. drug dealer will flee back to their sugar man. It's the rules <laughs> of the nest. streets. But this, of course, leads to the four main characters having a "What are you doing here?" off, which was just. I was fine it with was it. Cu- I don't care how dumb it was. It was, cute. It was great. Cute. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Is cute. Yeah, it's what I want. It's what I want out of this show. Aside from hearses, and I mean, like, if wishes were hearses, this episode would be better. I'm sorry, that was and, disgusting. Like, okay, I will add a third wish to the pile because rules of threes. I do wish that the Sugar Man was some sort of dark fairy king. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way that name works. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, maybe we don't, he will we, be in the uh, Sabrina. Yeah, show. I was about to say we don't know that he isn't. I guess that's true. The universe with Sabrina in it. I'm a little bit disheartened that Netflix bought the Sabrina show because that probably means like no Riverdale crossovers, like at least not explicit ones. Oh damn! I'm not sure because uh, CW dropped it. Like they were looking at it, and then Netflix bought it from them. Fuck. Well, CW likes Netflix. Yeah, they do. Like they they so, their like, streaming arrangement is weird. With yeah, we'll have to see. Anyway, I hope. I I hope and I pray. Yeah, fingers crossed. We establish that the stakes for this street race are just ridiculously high. Yeah. Like, like really, we amped them on. Who has criminal control of this town? Like, whoever loses this is in so much shit. Yeah, it's like, it's very much an all or nothing race. And like, at the end, they're just like kind of piling things on, just I guess for the sake of competitiveness. And it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, well... If we win, then we get your firstborn son. <laughs> it does feel like that, yeah. Yes, we'll we'll replace them with a changeling. <laughs> For the sugar man, yes. <laughs> the sugar man is David Bowie. Yes. But that didn't feel that, I mean, they're teenagers and gangs. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, that felt no, it was, it was authentic. Like, and, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disparaging the beat. Um, it just it gets real serious. It does get real yeah. serious. And as much as FP might be able to competently conduct business... At the end of the day, he did leave those boys with two pieces of advice. Get in a street race, and when asked what you're street racing for, escalate the stakes. Yeah. And they did it. They followed his directions, but like... I mean, yeah. They... Sometimes you gotta be like, and you want to stop at this point. I mean, maybe. I think he probably rightly assessed that they literally held no cards, though. Yeah. And the only thing to go for was like the idiocy of the other gang and i mean those ghoulies are fall for anything they've got that bombast those bombast blinders on nick shows up great 
and tries to act like it's no big deal by misnaming Cheryl totally on purpose and then gaslighting her. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I am pressing charges then. Right. Yeah. He like he rolls up, says, hey, what's up, Chungus? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm taking you to court you piece of shit and he seems to think that he's bulletproof due to the deal that penelope yeah. cut and he pays for cheryl's meal and oh god i was so mad um, he also does one thing that i realize is a cinematic uh like trope that i hate which is he steals and gobbles up one of her french fries yeah which like when did that become a greaseball thing to do like that is now so codified in cinematic language that like if you grab and eat a French fry off someone's plate in a certain kind of way, you're a bad man. Yeah, that's true. French fries are serious business. We see that Betty does machines. <laughs> Cat's Comics Corner. Yes, she does. Betty yeah. Cooper uh, and her dad do fixes up them cars. Um, so that's was it was nice for me to. It, it, I liked it. Made me happy. Um, mm-hmm. And man, I wish. The Hal in this show would do more working on cars and less disturbing abortion yes. fetish. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did mention his car stuff when they were breaking into Grundy's car and then opening up the oh. lockbox. She was like, I so do like, this with Dad. Okay, so it's just going yeah, on Yeah, the they made a reference to that, but they haven't paid off on it because, yeah, Cause sure, I do this with my dad while he talks a lot about how much he <laughs> loves abortions. Uh, the thing that I really liked about this scene was... Um, that she was like, man, Reggie's car sure is beautiful, but there's not much going on under the hood, which is like, haha, Reggie. But also it means like, guys, you're fucked in the street race because she can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Like, <laughs> like it, 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 is, it is funny. It's like, I'm making this cute character yeah. observation. Also, you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, I did feel the need to take this opportunity to dunk on you, Reggie. Um. <laughs> Just, but also, you guys, your chances are very bad. Very slim. <laughs> like good. you're going a good scene. A good really scene happened. Solid. But um, like nobody, nobody talked about improving the car or thinking through any of that. Thinking, talking about the fact that they're going up against people who definitely have a souped-up car because they engage in street races. It could even Nothing. be a souped-up hearse. <laughs> You know, in an ideal world, you have to plan for the worst. Like, and there's no way a couple of street level plebs are gonna beat a souped up hearse. Guys, in in the best universe, it was a hearse from the Speed Racer movie, right? That's what it was. That's what we missed. And or straight Dragula, right? Right? right. Like like hot rotted out. That's what it it could have been. And like instead, and then they rolled up in. They decided to come with a completely unmodified. <laughs> Where's your fucking, fucking ghouly pride? Yeah. There's no skeletons on it. Here's my headcanon for this. This is a giant middle finger to Jughead. Mm. You aren't worth this our skeleton like, cards. We don't even we don't even need any rad flames or skeletons. Like you're not worth our fucking steez. So we're just Here's this shitty car, and we're going to beat you because well, you're trash. They're not wrong because all they're bringing is Reggie's <laughs> fucking car. Very not wrong. And it just goes worse from here. <laughs> Actually, so it, it, it peaks in a beautiful moment. It does peak. It does it peak. It peaks in a beautiful it moment <laughs> There's for like, Cheryl Blossom. Yeah, we who got gets, one glorious moment. Like, all right. I love that she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. 
I've needed to do this. I've been I waiting my whole this. life to start an illegal drag we are, race. We are getting a bit. Yes, ahead yes, yes. Of I'm sorry, but yes, it, it is. It is an amazing cinematic moment. But Cheryl confronts Penelope with the hush money check that she has appropriated and wants to know about the sugar man. And this scene is fucking hard to watch. She literally begs her mother to care about her. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you also, she, like, Penelope starts to bring up Cheryl's father, and Cheryl cuts her off and says, was an awful human being, and thank God he's dead. Mm-hmm. Which... I adored. She's very good. (laughs) Yep. And she keeps the check for insurance that Penelope will change her tactics about the St. Clairs. Mm -hmm. She did also lean into that scene with an interesting tactic where she says, I heard rumors about the St. Clairs thing. So I went to your room and I didn't come out until I found this. Like, yeah. she's not like, oh, I just happened upon this thing. She's like, I dug through I all your shit. Like, you. I actively went and dug through all of your things. I have no respect for you. Right. I know that you're awful. And so I knew I would find this. Yeah. When she begs her to care about her more, that's like the show and us and everyone in the world. Yeah. Telling Penelope this. Yeah. Um. God, that was hard. That was very hard. Poor thing. Yes, it's very sad. But we did get that wonderful line from yes. her too, and the proactive, yeah, like, and everything no, I'm about this check. And if you want this, if you want this back, you're gonna do everything what I about say. what she's doing is fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. If you have a parent who just like is never going to care or is never going to put your interests anywhere near the top of their priority list, and you have an opportunity to fucking dunk on them, do it. Like, yeah, and she does a great job, even though she is hurt by lacking her mother's love. She does not ease off on the dunking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Veronica wants Archie not to be involved in the race, but she did sneak into the House of the Dead, which is a fairish point on Archie's side of this uh, holier-than-thou argument. But the fact remains that the race is stupid, and he probably shouldn't be involved in it. Mm-hmm. But... I also don't understand how it's beneficial for him to be in it. <laughs> like, um, like, I really I don't. mean... D- does the car need ballast? <laughs> it really just doesn't make well, any sense to me. At all. Yeah, moral support? It doesn't. Um, I mean, if this was Wacky Races, he would be the gadgets and gunners <laughs> yeah, dude. And it oh, feels yeah. like it's I not. Mean, he shouldn't it should have been. He's just got a big old bin of banana peels. <laughs> this street race is being held under double dash rules, as it turns sure. out. So, I mean, the, I mean, the ghoulies have two dudes in the car, too. I it's stupid. that, and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe they <laughs> mm. put another ghoulie in the car to make me not question the archie thing but i'm still gonna um, question it yeah you're like i see through your fake three card no, monty riverdale i've got a theory uh-huh it's actually a second there <laughs> in case they can't actually finish committing the act of seppuku so that they can then behead them <laughs> still granting them an honorable death like maybe maybe it's there as insurance so that the other people don't immediately like Ram you off the side of the road and start beating you up? I I don't don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know. It's really weird. I don't understand the rules, but neither does the show. It's fine. That's right. These people have never been in a street race. There we go. I mean, Uh, I've never been in a street race, but this makes zero goddamn sense to me. (laughs) None of this stuff. This stupid show. Slightly before that, we cut to Veronica confronting her parents about taking the St. Clair's Mm -hmm. money. 
And she tells them that Nick tried to assault her as well, insisting that they believe Cheryl, which was great. Uh, Hiram. Yeah, Hiram. Looks about ready to kill every person (laughs) in the phone book with a matching last name and maybe everyone that they've ever made physical contact with. Which Mm -hmm. is... Uh, And Hermione says that the deal is off. And it seems like equal parts actually disgusted with what happened and wanting the deal to be off and like defusing the Hiram bomb well, the H bomb right, if he's you like, will so help me god you've distracted me from the numbers from the French silver vault <laughs> it also this puts so much of like like it's not like I didn't know this is what would happen um, seeing yeah. it is amazing he does such a good job yeah no we telegraphed it and then we do it it's it's so good um but it also like (laughs) puts all of veronica's behavior with how she was handling stuff with it like into Mm -hmm. it's like in case you had any doubts about how about how veronica was handling herself um Mm -hmm. here you go uh she she was doing a great job because man do you not do you not (laughs) Do you not unleash the Hiram bomb? Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> Hiram H bomb lodge. He just wow, wow that man. It was so good, it, man. He's re- I'm sorry. He's ready to burn down a building with lots <laughs> of lots people of in, it. in it. Just, he was ready. He was just making them die with his mind in that moment. He was killing yep. everyone with his force powers. Mm-hmm. Just yep, choking. It was great. It was so good. His eyes got choking so big. Every person. So much like, fire. So we were off to the races, literally and figuratively. And Betty is all like, "I'll never stop loving you." Also, here's some technical drag racing advice, which is great. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like, sorry about the breakup stuff, Juggy. Um. Also, here's how to win a race. <laughs> no easy on the clutch. Blah yep. blah blah. Car car car. And it's like, I appreciate that, but maybe not. 30 seconds before the race starts, huh? Also, it's the only maybe time. if you're going to do that sort of thing, maybe have a car with a clutch. Maybe just get them a car with a clutch. <laughs> you know, details. So we now reach this moment that you guys have been peeing your pants about for a while. Where? Oh, before we get there, before Tony's we get gonna, there, everybody's oh, little outfits for the race. Everybody's dressed like everybody a little does 1950s have a cute kid. Outfit. Yeah. And that's true. Kevin has a good. line about like this isn't the kind of drag race I thought that I'd wind up going to, but at least all the boys are hot. As they show <laughs> all of the the nineteen fifties dressed boys. Oh, what a Kevin. show. <laughs> Riverdale. Again. You're just like, good. we're gonna have a nineteen fifties drag race. We're just gonna do it. They we're just gonna be, do it. Th- like, Let's they're be doing bad. a drag race for the theme of Riverdale's underworld. Like, is Riverdale's Underworld going to be a biker thing, or is it going to be a zombie thing? Like, that's what's on the line, and the well, the theme for the race is the fifth. season Wait, three. They're going to add, they're going to add a zoot suit theme twist. Uh, why not? Why not? So, like, we get this amazing moment of Cheryl insisting that she was born to flag the beginning of a drag race. And you're like, okay, Cheryl. Sure. But I do have to ask, when she calls Tony Cha-Cha, is that racist? Like, is that a thing for how she is coded? Or is that just a random no no meaning thing? Like, it made me slightly uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't even remember that happened. She was something like, hold up, Cha-Cha. I've been, I was born for this or something uh. like that. I have to be doing this thing. 
I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what it means. And so it makes me uncomfortable because they have put random racism in Cheryl's mouth before. Sure. I mean, that feels like random racism. It doesn't feel right for sure. Anyway, at least we move visually to this <laughs> over the top awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look. It's very like, okay, Cheryl, let's see what you got. And she brings. And you're like, oh, it's it. just like Speed Racer. It's just like from Speed Racer. Put Cheryl Blossom in. Speed Racer 2. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. What a wonderful movie that was. And as I said, every possible Poison Ivy movie. Not that they're going to make any good ones for a while. She like, so she throws the flag by like bending backwards real far. Yeah. She does things she does. to her spine to get the <laughs> yeah, flag to she go. Really, she arches needlessly. She pushes it a lot. Like it, It's really good. It's fitting. It is it's fitting for this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, here's my note. Why is Archie even in the car? We discussed for this. A goddamn um, lick of sense. Jughead 100% will die for this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's actually ready to die. And Archie throws the race. Yep. By grabbing the conveniently placed emergency brake in the middle of the, uh, like right between them. Thank God it was one of those ones. Yep. And the cops were waiting, which is why he threw the race. Which Archie had set up. Right. Yep. Which... I'm sorry, but that was a fucking fool move, Archie. Archie, you suck. Yeah, you, we'll, first of all, we'll get into that. Leave the fucking cops out of this. <sighs> second of all, when has that ever helped? Second of all, you've only created wet many, many more problems. So many tallies against you, Archie. Like, yep. you're back deep, deep in the hole. You're only two tallies up. <laughs> <Yeah>. But. <laughs> Uh-uh. You're serving extra time down there for this. Yeah, moment of silence for those two Archie good boy points that he got. Those two Archie points, they're gone. They're very gone. Cheryl, speaking to her mother, has the astonishing line, careful you don't get burned again. Can I get an MLG horn? It's really good. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. I would love for this season to end with Cheryl Blossom murdering her mother. <laughs> yeah. The Sugar Man is apparently an ancestral title passed down. Okay. Penelope is regretful of not protecting Jason. Jason. <sighs> and burns the St. Clair check at least when Cheryl gives it back. Mm -hmm. And Cheryl wants Penelope to care about her. and But crucially, I read this as not as her not being very quick to believe it. Like, she is appropriately cynical about it and appropriately wary. Yeah. She's not yeah. coming out of the scene like, yay, mommy cares about me. And she's like, okay, that was one thing. Yeah, as someone who, like, lived through a cycle of having abusive parents who did exactly that sort of bullshit all the time, of like, oh, no, we're finally going to start caring about you. <laughs> yeah, it's best to treat it with that level of skepticism. It's real easy to get burned. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad to see that she wasn't just buying yeah. it. After some agonizing, Betty decides to notify the sheriff's office and publish the name of the sugar man. Yeah. Uh, which seems pretty damned risky. Mr. Bing Bong Phillips. <laughs> Black Hood even, like, calls out that that was a ballsy move. Betty says that she's going to unmask the Black Hood, which, honestly, he... I think he's going to go for that. I think he's going to be like, all right, game on, let's do it, and based on how he's acted so far. And it turns out that our Southside English teacher was <laughs> the sugar man. <laughs> <laughs> because we all wear masks in Riverdale. 
oh my god, that was an opening bit of narration where Jughead is like, in Riverdale, we all wear masks. Yeah, it would oh be. Oh my god. Because Jerry needs us to. <laughs> Roberto said I had to write an introduction about masks again. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we get what looks like a hint that we might be doing a Vicodin addiction thing with Fred. Maybe. I don't think that you put the scene of like, wait, how long has it been since you've had the last pain pill? If you're yeah. not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I feel like that's a thing. Oh, I just need a moment before summarizing the next mm-hmm. scene. It turns out the lodges helpfully inform their daughter. <laughs> oh, yay. That the St. Clairs have been in a, what shall we say, a car oh, accident. <gasps> Was anyone not hurt? Not the St. Clairs. Nick will recover, but it will take several months. <laughs> and Veronica's basically and cool she's with like, it. Oh, great. And <laughs> I regret to inform you that his penis is dreadfully broken, irreparably. <laughs> I know that Hiram is a bad guy and that I should not like him, but the show's making it so hard. The scene was Yep. Wasn't it like were they playing chess or were they eating eggs? It was like <laughs> No, they were having like they're like it was like coffee and newspaper yeah. time if I remember yeah. correctly. Like it's cash. earlier they were playing chess. They were yes, doing it was great. the scene before. Yeah, they were doing great like, things this episode. <sighs> yep, the Saint Clairs yeah. have been in a terrible car accident, Veronica. <laughs> Nick will recover, but it will take several months. Now, if you could run along, the Pearl Divers Exchange <laughs> lunch has just ended. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff for coming from the Lodge family. Ugh, it's love true. them to bits. And we get our stinger, which is the Black Hood paying Sugar Man a visit in jail. Which, like, did he did he walk into the jail and like does he work there? <laughs> and then he puts on the hood because he brought a gun into a jail, and one assumes. I mean, I. They wouldn't let him in with the hood no. or with what the gun. So he was he was he was not Rob, searched. He had the hood and the gun. Let me, walking Rob, down the hall, he pulled the hood on. Let me stop you right, right there, Rob. <laughs> I've got a very very simple answer to this: the hood. Please help me. The gun. All of it in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just pre-packed. It just. I mean. It's a cool stinger, sort of, but it certainly left me like, wait, how did this happen? Like, because usually in fiction like this, when something like this happens, it's like they've paid off a corrupt, like, guard who's going to, like, hang them with a belt or something. Yeah, I mean, okay, I know that the Riverdale police are bad, but, like, armed masked serial killer just walking into the jail is a little much even for them. Mm Mm-hmm. They are bad at their jobs. This episode. And do we say that he shoots him? He shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, 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 pays, he pays him a visit. And by that, of course, I mean we will not be seeing any more of our favorite uh, <laughs> not very good English teacher. <laughs> Goodbye, sugar man. You were, wow, what a fabled character. We built a legend for a whole episode and then we just busted <laughs> a cap in it at the end. Well, the thing is. This is like the last Jedi of <laughs> Riverdale episodes. <laughs> god damn that's the episode we need our stuff yeah um 
Uh, so hmm. River Dews. River Dews. Um, I have written down here a four-word sentence that I think basically stands on its own, and that is the ghoulie's own ass. Like, they fucking <laughs> rock. It's just everything about them. And, like, I tend to, like, go in on slightly more comedic River Dews. I actually think there was a lot of, like, good plot and structural stuff like that scene with Cheryl was really good the whole handling of all of that was really really good and they're developing interesting stuff but god damn it I love the ghoulies and their stupid hearses <laughs> and like I usually trust that you guys will bring narrative stuff that like I can sure. kind of bounce off of <laughs> and I love talking about that it's but fine. like but you just they got spike ghoulies. bracelets they've got the house of the dead They've got they clearly choose tattoos. what their fucking names are going to be after they join the gang. Oh, too. they a hundred percent do. And like anything less than Raphael, and you're out. <laughs> I fucking love. They the just fucking flip through ghoulies. those White Wolf source books, and they're like, "All right, I'm Bone Nar. That's me. <laughs> I am the Walker between steps." <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. So to bring it to a slightly more serious place, my Riverdew is Cheryl confronting cool. her mom about the hush money that she has already taken from her room. And my father was an awful human being. Thank God he's dead. I'm keeping the check for insurance. I own you. Like that was my favorite thing in this episode. Yeah. Of fucking like, course it was. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that was super super good. Like I said, with my background with my own parents, like that felt very very good to watch and. Cheryl Blossom just needs to keep living her best life because I'm here for it every step of the way. Yeah, she's in contention for being my favorite fucking character in this show. I never would have thought so at the beginning. But she's so good. She's, yeah, it's amazing how much she just keeps getting better. My Riverdue is semi-logical world building between the ghoulies and the um, Southside Serpents. Because, like, while we knew that the ghoulies did drug running we didn't really have a sense of scope scale any of that prior to this and it didn't make crime on the south side feel like a functional thing and yeah. whereas like now after this and with really with Tallboy and and with fp's help uh i feel like there's kind of a functional economy of people moving and running different types of things that i'm like oh no there's something here there there are people that are this is a right. world granted they're... control of the south side high school is apparently the most important thing in their criminal empires i mean amongst that well but that was i mean sure it was that like junior league <laughs> like I mean, yeah, you kids can go have that little thing. There's almost like a narrative law of excessive importance of high school, though, that just has to oh, be. Oh, no, the thing is, like, waved. I buy that completely as a genre thing. Yeah, like, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm 100% in for that, though. It's These good. These guys. These kids. And I, I liked the way that things were being handled um, with them. Like, yes, and in the past, we've done stupid shit like race to determine, you know, who got what. And right, there is like, historical yeah. precedence. <laughs> I, okay, I'm if on board. If you catch my Riverdale drift. <laughs> oh, Christ almighty. Um, and, like, the the clear way that FP was important is getting solidified. Uh, mm -hmm. Tallboy's perspectives in the thing are being solidified. I'm like, oh, hold up. This 
in the hands of a competent writer, this could make sense. This so, could be an interesting crime drama. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it, and I'm looking forward to like if someone ever ends up handling their hot potato of Hiram, um, like <laughs> wherever <laughs> that lands, right? Uh, like what he'll be in all of this. It could be interesting. <laughs> it could never happen, but it, it could be nothing. <laughs> what if it is something? But. Our head cannon, our head cannon mm-hmm. got better. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's mine. Nice. Let's go over to the south side of our podcast and get the river yeah. down. Um, speaking of the south side, my river don't this week is the continued criminalization of the poor and the actual fascism that takes place where Mayor McCoy decides, okay, let's shut the high school down. We're going to conduct a raid and just arrest anyone we think might be a serpent. Yeah. What the hell? What the fuck? It's, yeah, it's bad. Like, what the hell? It's, it's actually quite bad. And it's like, horrifying. McCoy seems like how did it, super how did okay it with it. Like, just, I I love doing this. This is what I was born I to do. I love doing bad things and being bad. And didn't she, says like, Mayor McCoy. go in herself? To do it too, I think so. Yeah, I think did. like she, she got like pointing like a... authoritatively at people, like grab that child now, grab that child over <laughs> there. <laughs> She's wearing like <laughs> put that one in my mouth. <laughs> I've now imagined like I don't even remember if she was even there, but now in my head she is wearing a military coat and like very <laughs> tall, high heeled boots. And no, she was she was there in heels. Oh my god! Not in a military coat, but in heels, yes. Not good. Not, the whole thing was not good. <sighs> it was awful, terrifying, and it's just continuing this trend that, like, there's certain things this show does not know how to handle. Yeah, my river don't lays at the feet of the Riverdale Sheriff's Department, <laughs> as so many weeks before it has. The jingle jangle high makes the corroborating testimony of, like, more than half a dozen fucking people about an attempted rape inadmissible? What? Yeah. They all agree on what happened, and if you were to say, I don't know, like, just to pull a random example, test Cheryl for Rohypnol. Right. She would test positive. Um, hey, guys, They're just have like, you considered you doing even a little fucking police work? I was so mad. She got roofied in public, dragged back to a hotel room, and let's see, three members of the Pussycats and Veronica all saw it, and Betty and Archie saw the aftermath. Yeah. And, like, Cheryl woke up during it. That's seven witnesses. And the cops are like, nope, y'all did some drugs. In fact, you did you did drugs, so we're not even going to see if she got roofied, it, it, I guess. That sounds like a lot of work. It's awful. Yeah, nothing about it's okay. All of the figures of authority in this town are, are bad. It makes... N- we probably no need answers. to. I mean, we probably need to raise Fred Andrews as the king of Riverdale, well, and like go from there, like king of town. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he is essentially like the Jesus of Riverdale at this point. Like <laughs> the one reasonable adult. He wanders in, like gives you a wise parable, and then wanders off to apparently take Vicodin pills and doesn't know how the internet yeah. works. It's so cute. Take your horny videos off of the internet, boy. <laughs> So, cat. Yeah. So, mine is stuff that this episode did that is is also like uh, backing up a trend of river river don'ts. That's like it just weakens my confidence in the show's ability to handle certain types of plots, which is like 
how it handled drugs period in this mm-hmm. um like mm-hmm. it's not they're doing popular myth stuff doing the whole like stays in your system and blah 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 shit that i'm like don't don't mm-hmm. don't yeah but like the ways that the adults talked about different types of drugs the things that they were used for the fervor around it and then the various addiction came up twice in different like starkly different ways one as a mm-hmm. throwaway to to emphasize an adult's overreaction and then once as a ooh what a fun plot you know that i'm just like man but what if drugs are an actual problem and especially once we <laughs> stop calling it jingle jangle this is going to suck you know right yeah like it, it's not good yet they are not handling this very yeah. well yeah it's um, it's like it i'm fine with jingle jangle jingle jangle whatever but let's face it it's, it's fun, fun to, say. to say i can get behind kids doing jingle jangle and that being a thing that our that our silly high school show revolves around but i think that part of why we're calling it that is that our writers don't feel comfortable with the subject matter right like they don't want to like out and i'd say this is crystal fucking meth yeah. and it does stuff too like it it i mean it is so yeah but right. they like but they don't but they haven't done that you know they clearly haven't done that work and they haven't no so i have no confidence in their ability to handle stuff moving forward and i'm as someone who like eh, who cares about people with like drug problems and shit it's like no <laughs> do it right mm. do it fucking right, right. Like, uh, yeah well, and I mean, they they did the sexual assault thing surprisingly right. right. And then they're like, but drugs aren't a real problem. We can just sort of like do, 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 do right. about them. And like, there's there's a lot to be said in the drugs discourse. Yeah. In no direction are they handling this competently. Right. Yeah. Like, at all. Fair. Fair river don't. Yeah. So most of this boils down to they don't know how to handle a lot of varieties of heavy subject material. Yeah, maybe the broken clock was right last episode. Huh. But let's steer into happier and stranger oh, waters. Weekly weird. This is the part that this is the part that makes me laugh. Um God, I could go on like we've gone on for a long time about the sugar man. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean it's still you say it, it when I don't expect you, you to say you it. You know it it's coming, laugh. but it still makes you laugh. And oh, for God. me, I think as a whole concept and their dogged commitment to like we're gonna make the sugar man work like we're going to lean so hard into this that like you will never forget the sugar man i can appreciate just how hard they're trying that feels very very much in the spirit of riverdale but the thing about this that really tops my weekly weird is the childhood drawing that Cheryl Blossom has of her, her brother, and the Sugar Man. Which was drawn as, like, an obvious closet monster. <laughs> like, it's... What? Why did she keep it? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> because I can guarantee you that Penelope didn't care enough to keep it. Like... Yeah, that's fucking That weird. image is, like... <laughs> If someone says, why do you watch the television show Riverdale? I feel like it should just be like, look at this. <laughs> this is both why you should watch the show and also an accurate image of my situation. 
<laughs> me, Jason, and the sugar man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Quinn, stay away from the sugar man. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the sugar man. He's very scary. He's scary. Something else I like about that drawing is that Cheryl is the last one standing. Mm. Always. Always. So that's my weekly weird in like just a pile of strange, complicated, convoluted sugar man mythology. Yeah. At the top of it, there's that drawing that Cheryl made. Uh with it's a amazing. good runner up to her scoffing as as Betty asks, and she's like, simple child's play, this sugar man. <laughs> <laughs> That moment was so good. Frig. (laughs) What I can't... Oh, God. Like, to be (laughs) Betty in that moment. (laughs) To, like, yeah, have to keep composed as you're like, this is absolute insanity. (sighs) That wasn't a reasonable response. No. What world are you living in, Cheryl? (laughs) Uh, good. <laughs> well, yeah, she's living in her new house, Bramble Crypt. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, my mm-hmm. weekly weird, I had to change over the course of our discussion, actually, because I realized that what I had marked as my weekly weird isn't weird. It's just a sad truth of this show. <laughs> I had it marked as like, how the fuck, what is this plan that Archie has with calling the cops and getting the ghoulies caught by them? This makes everything worse and it's, it's so, so dumb. And then I realized Archie's a, this isn't a weird Archie's a dummy. This is just Archie Andrews. Yeah. And so I had to change it. And so my real weekly weird is the ability of the Black Hood to phase through walls. <laughs> okay, okay. And just go to a jail wherein a criminal is being held against his will with his mask and gun. <laughs> Just take care of business. What the hell? It's like Metal Gear Solid. He threw some porn on the floor and waited for the desk guy to like go <laughs> go peer at it. It's... And then snuck by in that half-crouched overrun. Just, I... He has superpowers. He can appear. And so. he can write a mean cipher. Indeed. My weekly weird is that independent of each other, all of the teens in this town <laughs> who were likely to go to a drag race decided, you know, today I'm going to dress like it's the 50s. <laughs> Was there an email? There exactly. must have been a Facebook That's... event, yeah. The, they were like, ye old race, come on down and we'll go buy uh, Pop Tate's malt shop after. And like, there wasn't I mean, even one motherfucker who got the invite, said, yeah, I'll come, and then decided at the last minute, like, whatever, I'll just wear my pajamas. That theme the is too much. Thing. No, they they all committed. Like, it's, so it's true. crazy the amount that they did commit to that greaser aesthetic. It's there, something it's else. like the fashion... It's like the fashion coordination that you would get in one of the weird dream sequences in Riverdale. But, but it, it was, was a real thing real. that happened. And there's a certain amount of like, I might do that in going to a race because, you know, there's a certain amount of you do the things in movies. But right. the ghoulies, they brace all the time. 
So right, and like, are these people ghoulies? Are, are they? Yeah. Are they serpents? Are they random street kids? Because if they're random street kids, <laughs> they need to start a theme gang. <laughs> <laughs> the theme's right there. Yeah. Like you're already there, and you're looking at two other fucking theme gangs. Like, what happened? I just want to know what happened. How did this? How did this day come together? So that's that's my weekly weird. It's just it's it's fucking weird. Was Veronica at the race? Because we know about her ability to instantly coordinate. <laughs> she was, you know. So there, mm, there we go. She was just like you. Take off your headband and give it to her. We're going to fix this. She's like, Archie, you shouldn't be in this race, but it's stupid. But God damn it, you're going to look correct Uh if you're going to do this. Everyone here is going to look rad. Did you bring Uh, your kerchief, Archie? You need your kerchief. I think that maybe the most amazing and strange thing over the course of this entire recording, though, was uncovering the just the lurid mask thing (laughs) going on. It's excessive. I do want to say, as we begin to close out for this week, never forget that Riverdale has burned us very badly. And there is no hearse in this episode. We'll see you next week. Maybe there will be a hearse then. In Chapter 20, Tales from the Dark Side.